This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Yom Teruah is a rehearsal of the moment that the temple, the trumpet, and the end time tribulation collide. The moment of which no man knows the day or the hour. It's a call to worship and spiritual warfare as we remember the Torah that was shouted down on Mount Sinai and look forward to the living Torah who will come down in a cloud. It's time for a celebration of Yom Teruah because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood, the Yom Teruah 2021 edition. Now, the first thing to note at th that this is uh, not the actual day of Yom Teruah. That happened earlier this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, but it does mean that we are in the midst of the Fall Feast of the Lord, and we are going to celebrate that with a wonderful commemoration of Yom Teruah tonight and all day tomorrow. You can watch it all when you register for free at yomteruah2021.com. Now, let's find out more about uh, what's going to be happening tomorrow with the Chief Operating Officer of Arood Awakening International, Ted Clayton. Scott, thank you for letting me be here. Ladies and gentlemen, Shabbat Shalom. We are going to have a wonderful Yom Teruah. You're not gonna to wanna to miss a moment of this. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. And in just a moment, Scott will also talk to you about a special bonus that you won't see at Yom Teruah, but you can only see if you go to the michaelrood.tv app. But first, Scott, we have a full day tomorrow, and we've got a full evening this evening. So tell us who we're gonna be talking to this evening. All right, so tonight we're gonna be basically uh, getting a preview yeah. from all of our guests for Yom Teruah. Uh, that would include uh, Joel Richardson, who is first up tomorrow morning. Now, what's he talking about? Uh, he is gonna be talking about uh, end time tribulation. You know, Joel has a really good uh, finger on the pulse of the Middle East, and he knows what's going on there, what the people think, how they think, and uh, just what is going on with the ebb and flow of that world better than we know and better than we can see on television. You know, he's just getting sure. a real good handle on that. So he's going to be giving us his insight on what uh, is happening there. Now, next we have Pastor Carl Gallops, and he has a book out called The Summoning. Now, talk right. to us about what you're talking with Carl Gallops about. So, The Summoning is a book about how uh, we are being summoned to do the word uh, of, or to do the word of Yehovah now in this day and time. And this is another uh, end time kind of a message from uh, Pastor Carl. He is a pastor of a, a Christian church yeah. uh, for 35 years, same church uh, down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, now, yes, he's, he's not a Messianic guy, he's not a Hebrew roots type of guy, but he has a lot of good information that we really want to, uh, that we really want to bring out because it's really useful for this day and time. And next you'll be talking to Keith and Nehemia Gordon, Always a great pair to have with us. What in the world are they talking about this time? Well, they're time? literally talking about the Teruah part of Yom Teruah. They're talking about the trumpets. Where do trumpets come from? Well, what is a shofar, as it's called in Hebrew? Uh -huh. uh, you know, what animals do they come from? Uh, what does it really mean spiritually? Uh, what, are, what are the Hebrew words uh, that, that give meaning to Yom Teruah. So they're gonna give a biblical basis for this feast. And they even have little models to demonstrate, <laughs> yep. to, to tell us uh, where the horns come from. And it's just a wonderful education. You're gonna wanna get the kids out and let them watch that part because ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be a fantastic day of teaching with that. Now, right afterwards, we have Keith and he's gonna be talking to uh, Yehuda and Hadass Glick, and yes. his, he's gonna be previewing his interview with them. Uh, inspiring story of uh, assassination, assassination attempt uh, gone wrong, thank mm -hmm. goodness, mm -hmm. uh, for Yehuda's sake. And also something that he and Hadass are doing, there's a very special thing uh, in Israel, and they're hoping to take this model and spread it all over the world. I'll let you tell him, uh, let uh, him tell you about that. Uh, it's a great thing, and uh, that's what's coming up as well. Then next we have Nehemia Gordon, and he's actually gonna be talking to Frankie Schneider, Mm -hmm. What are they going to be talking about? So Frankie Snyder is known as the uh, the temple floor lady, and she mm -hmm. has found these tiles uh, that some people might look at. Well, it's so big deal. It's uh, tiles from a couple thousand years ago. Right. But these tiles have come from all over the world, and she's found evidence of tiles on a floor. You know, and 
on the Temple Mount. Yes. So first of all, that verifies that the Temple was on the Temple Mount, despite what some other folks say. And that they find evidence of not only the second temple, but the first temple as well. Wow. So this is a really interesting uh, discovery that she has made, and she's gonna share it with Nehemiah. And at four o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we have a wonderful roundtable with Nehemiah Gordon, Keith Johnson, Scott Laird, and myself. We're gonna be talking about uh, future prophetic events all around Yom Trua and what the real meaning of Yom Trua is all about mm -hmm. as well. And then after that, Ladies and gentlemen, at 7 p.m. Uh, on uh, tomorrow, we're gonna have a great teaching from Michael Rood out of the vaults of Michael Rood himself about Yom Trua. It is going to be absolutely spectacular. But Scott, you know, it is Shabbat Night Live right now. So as we always do, we need to talk right now about the calendar. Oh, indeed, yeah, so here we are. It is the uh, the seventh biblical month on the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. And I always have him say that because I get tongue-tied when I do. <laughs> the calendar with the longest name in the history of the world. That's right, that's uh, But right. anyway, so we are now, as you can see, on the first Shabbat of the month of, uh, of Tishri, as it's also known, uh -huh. uh, the seventh month. So Yom Teruah was actually a couple of days ago, so this yes. is not the actual day of Yom Teruah, and that's important to a couple of our guests. Absolutely. Uh, who did not want to do something on a Shabbat or right. on Yom Teruah, and you'll see that uh, tomorrow as we get into the teachings. Uh, they want yes. to be very specific about that. Yeah, I just want so. to be real careful to let you know that the, some of our segments were pre-taped. So, mm -hmm. so that just to let you know that they weren't the, actually doing them on uh, the actual High Holy Day itself. Right. But also, Scott, uh, we have a wonderful love gift this month as yes, well. We do. So it's, tell us a little bit more about that. It's real sitting quick right in front of us here. Yeah, so this is a teaching that is uh, from Alan Aguirre, Little by Little. And this basically demonstrates how little by little we can increase our faith, or if we forget of our forget about our faith, little by little, we can lose our faith. Indeed. As Michael says, uh, what little you have will be taken away from you yes. if you do not obey. Same per, uh, same. Same teaching, really. So this is Little by Little by Alan Aguirre. Alan is actually going to be starting a teaching with us, a four-episode teaching starting next week on Shabbat Night Live. So for a donation of $50 to this ministry to help keep us going, we want to give you Alan's teaching and to say thank you very much for your support. If you'd like to give $100, we'll give you the teaching and also these really neat Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs. Beautiful things. And that's your gift for $100 or more, these two and the, and the teaching. And also, you can get uh, for a gift of $300, all of that, plus this olive wood uh, bookmark yes. uh, with uh, Psalm 122, verse six on it, which is pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Wonderful thing. And also this uh, monument to the 10 commandments with a depiction of Jerusalem on top. So the love gift is just our way of saying, thank you for supporting this ministry. You're not buying these things. These are gifts. These are gifts from Michael. Um, you know, Often when you give to a ministry, you just give to a ministry and you forget about it. But we'd like to give something back to say thank you. We wanna make this fun for you. We wanna give you items in your home that you can share your faith with. So again, thank you very much. And uh, Ted, we are about to get into uh, the interviews with uh, Yom Teruah. It's a little taste of what's to come for tomorrow. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. If you're waiting for the right moment to change your life, you're going to be waiting until it's too late. In this month's Love Gift teaching, Little by Little, Alan Aguirre reveals how the perfect plan of the Almighty is achieved through obedience in every moment of every day. Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. It's like it's all in there. All we have to do is, is do it, submit to it and do it, and cooperate with the process. Right. Little by Little will challenge you to re-examine the busyness of life and take time for the important things that will build an impenetrable fortress of faith when difficulties arise. But the only way to watch it is to receive it as our gift. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you Little by Little with Alan Aguirre on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you Little by Little plus a pair of ceramic Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, the perfect complement to your Torah study. Or as a special offer, for a donation of $300, we'll send you, little by little, the Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, plus this Ten Commandments monument with a framed depiction of Jerusalem, and this unique bookmark made of olive wood from Israel, etched with a verse from Psalm 122. These are special gifts from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, 
or the $300 gift. Remember, this offer ends September 30th and supplies are limited. Call now to receive your gifts. 888-766-3610. That's 888-766-3610. Or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. And welcome back to Shabbat Night Live. Of course, we are detailing all of the special speakers we have for Yom Teruah 2021. And I have a whole list of things that Joel Richardson and I talked about on the phone. And uh, tomorrow, we are going to feature these things. Joel, welcome to Shabbat Night Live. It's good to be with you. Good to be with you. So you are uh, beginning to travel again. You know, some things are lifting. You are in contact with those in Saudi Arabia and all kinds of stuff going on in the world. We're going to get into it tomorrow. And uh, I know that you have a lot of great things to say. So um, uh, let's just get into it a little bit. So do you think that our current situation is leading into what's happening all around the world, most recently in uh, Saudi, pardon me, in, uh, in Afghanistan and Iran and places like this. Do you think this is all connected? Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's as though overnight the Lord sort of took the prophetic clock and just sped everything up and, and things are just coming together rapidly. Um, you know, it's incredibly sad, obviously, for all Americans, all American service members, but for the, for the believers as well. To see what's happened in Afghanistan with the American pullout, uh, the devastation of the ordinary Afghanis, the devastation of those that worked with the United States, and the devastation of the church. A lot of people don't realize that Afghanistan actually has the second fastest growing church in the world right now. There is a massive uh, Jesus movement, <laughs> followers of Yeshua spreading throughout Afghanistan. And with the Taliban coming in, there's a lot of atrocities. I don't want to paint it as all rosy. There's a lot of horrible, horrible things that are happening. Um, but by the same token, many of them are boldly continuing to share the gospel, to make disciples, to see underground uh, churches spread. But on the surface, so that's the positive stuff. That's what the Lord's doing. But then sort of on the surface, what Satan is doing is I really believe that a lot of bad actors are coming together, uh, nations like China. Uh, the Taliban, radical nations like Iran, Turkey, and they all have this mutual hatred of the United States. And so it's interesting. A lot of people say, well, where is the United States in Bible prophecy? And of course, we're never front and center in Bible prophecy because we're not the center of the biblical narrative. The biblical story is about Jerusalem and Israel, and in a larger sense, the Middle East and the whole world. But we're so much on the peripheral. But if I was to say and summarize where the United States fits in is we are the entity that is diminished just before that final dark hour. And in so many ways, the United States has just been humiliated on the world stage in Afghanistan. We have an incredible black eye and a lot of bad actors, China, the Taliban, Iran, they are rejoicing and they're coming together. They're joining forces. And in many ways, I really do think we're seeing the beginning, the beginning stages of this last day's beast coalition that's rising right before us. And it could happen much sooner uh, than many of us thought. In the same way that COVID came overnight, in the same way that the Taliban swept across Afghanistan overnight, we could see the beast system rise rather quickly. So it's definitely time to be paying attention. So what do you think is that the, the abs are, on the flip side, there's this very Western uh, neom coming out. Uh, this is the, uh, the the giant mega city in uh, Saudi Arabia. That seems to be a very positive thing in a very negative uh, negative atmosphere. So, what do we make of this dichotomy we have going on? Well, here's the thing with biblical prophecy: is you know, let me just take an example. Let's just say we're talking about Egypt. People say, well, what happens to Egypt in prophecy? Well, you know, like I could point to, for example, Ezekiel 30 and read this judgment prophecy on Egypt. And it sounds like, oh my gosh, like Egypt just gets destroyed. Like there's nothing left of Egypt. Like it's just complete, total annihilation. But then I could turn to Isaiah 19 and it sounds like, my goodness, horrible things happen to Egypt, but then they cry out and pray. And it sounds like everyone in Egypt gets saved. And it ends by the Lord saying, Egypt is called my people. And so what's funny is you can look at one passage and see some real positive things look to another passage, and it just, it uses hyperbole. It uses almost, it, terms that almost sound absolute. 
But in order to assess any particular nation or situation, we have to take into consideration the full counsel of Scripture. And this is the way the world and life usually is. This is the way people are, where a bundle of complicated, uh, sometimes conflicting realities and even contradictions. And so in many ways, you know, it, neom, is it good or is it bad? Well, there are elements of it that are good. They're going to bring in a lot. It's going to help open up Saudi Arabia to Western residents and visitors. It's going to help open up Saudi Arabia to the outside world. I'm always excited when I visit uh, Saudi Arabia, the real Mount Sinai. I like just stepping back and watching as I see my, my guests that I bring as they interact with Saudi Muslims that maybe haven't interacted with outsiders very much. Just watching that take place. Those type of interactions are good things. The Bible says there's going to be a mighty remnant of believers in Saudi Arabia that are going to get saved. It actually talks about a multitude of believers pouring up out of Saudi Arabia to worship and to bring offerings onto the altar in Jerusalem. You go, when's that going to happen? Well, now is as good a time as any. On the other hand, there's negative things, obviously, that come out of Saudi Arabia. They've been a tremendous source of radical Islam. Uh, throughout the past few decades. And so it's a complicated picture. I don't want to paint it as all good or as all bad. And we as Christians need to have uh, the nuance and the discernment to recognize some of those subtleties and, and things that are unfolding right now. All right, well, we're gonna talk about this and many more things tomorrow on our Yom Teruah event. And uh, there's the time uh, you can see on the bottom of your screen when we will, we will be speaking to uh, Joel. And Joel, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll see you a lot more tomorrow. We'll talk about a lot of interesting things, uh, some things folks have probably never considered. So we will uh, talk to you tomorrow and we'll be right back with our next guest. One of the guests we have for Yom Teruah 2021 tomorrow is someone we have had on the Shabbat Night Live stage before, uh, a few years ago. Uh, his books, he just writes the books and turns out they end up being prophetic. So <laughs> it's a surprise to him as it is to everyone who reads it. Uh, so Carl Gallops, uh, welcome to Shabbat Night Live. And uh, we are looking forward to having you tomorrow for Yom Teruah. Oh, Scott, man, I am too. I'm really excited about this. And uh, yeah, and, and thank you for the funny way you said that. It's, abs it's absolutely right. And it's, uh, it's very humbling um, because I, I don't look at myself as a prophet. I, a pastor, preacher, teacher for years, 35 years pastoring one church, former law enforcement officer in Florida. And, and um, you know, God's just given me a lot of life experience and I've learned a lot in his word down through the years. And so, yeah, and so the, the stuff I'm writing, I, I, I know that it's anointed. I can feel it as I'm writing it, but but then it turns out that, you know, I write stuff, and then when the books are released, that stuff that I was writing about is going to happen in the future. I, the Bible says it's happening. It's happening as the books are being released. And so it's really uh, quite exciting to, to be used that way, and I praise the Lord for it. We are going to get into a story tomorrow about uh, you and your grandson and this lady yeah. from Montana that we won't get into tonight. Tonight, We want to save that for tomorrow. Yeah. That is an amazing story uh, that you're going to tell tomorrow, uh, and it's just a wonderful yeah. thing. And so uh, your, your books are uh, very interesting in the way that they use your, your experiences as a—, as a um, uh, law enforcement uh, officer. Uh, we, we're going to yeah. get into things like uh, prepping tomorrow. Should yeah. we be doing yeah. that? Should we not? Should we right. protect ourselves? Uh, what's happening in the world? So let's just get into a little bit of, you know, one thing we, we're, we're not going to touch on tomorrow, but I want to touch on it tonight is there are some prophecies that have come about in this world, in, in your view, due to the whole pandemic situation. It has sort of yeah. uh, created sort of a catalyst for these things to happen. Can you explain what, how that happened? Yeah, well, first of all, we're living in the most prophetic time since the first coming of Jesus Christ. We're only 73 years the other side of the return of Israel. That's a 2,800-year-old prophecy. The, the return of Jerusalem as the chief city, the capital, the word capital is not in the Hebrew or Greek language, but but the chief city, the center. The, we're watching now this atmosphere of the nations wanting to surround you know, Jerusalem and come against it and take it back. And they're mad that the, you know, that the Jews in Israel have it. So all of that's happening. The bursting forth of all of this technological advancement that's only happened in our lifetime. So these three big things that I'm saying have only happened in our lifetime. And, and, 
And the te- all of the technologies of the Bible concerning the end times, the whole world will see it at once. The whole world will take a mark. The whole world will worship one man and a beast system. The, you know, all of these things, uh, they'll go to and fro over the face of the earth, and, 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 and knowledge will increase exponentially. That's, that's our world. We, we look at that stuff now, and we don't even think about it. Well, on top of that, COVID brings in this global fear of this global epidemic of the fear of death. National Institute of Health talks about that. That happens. The churches for the first time globally are closed. Resurrection Sunday, the feast days. I I mean, you know, never has that happened in the history of the world, not globally. Uh, For the first time, the Christian world, we've got Christians, we've had Christians out there, some of them are still doing it, they're going to social media, now we can talk 24-7 all over the world, and they're trashing other Christians, and they're trashing other churches, because, well, that church stayed open, and the government said to close, and then now we're having these debates about, you know, well, the government says it, so you need to be obedient to the government. Romans 12 says that, I mean, Romans 13 says that, you know, and, and on and on and on, Christians fighting Christians, and brother turning against brother, and sister against sister and this spirit that's closing down churches and while leaving casinos open. And I mean, I could go on and on, brother, but be, all of these things are talked about in the Word of God. Jesus said the, that the last days, and I'm not a date setter, but he, he said that, look, people are going to be, their hearts are going to be failing them eventually when they see what's coming. Uh, you know, the global fear of death. That's, that's an epidemic now. Uh, Jesus said in the last days there'd be such a deception that comes over the world that even the very elect could be deceived if that were possible. So truth is being thrown to the ground. Lawlessness prevails. Uh, even in America, the great society of law and order has been turned on its head in so many ways. All of that kind of really was put on steroids with the COVID thing. The whole thing about COVID as 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 I say so often, is that I don't think the virus is in and of itself the prophetic thing, but it's being used in so many prophetic ways of Satan, of governments, of evil people. Um, and and it just it's what kind of kicked the whole thing off when we rounded the corner to 2020. Unbelievable. And you know, you're so right. There's so many things that just came about as, the whole world got together in a world in a way that we never saw before. So, you know, like you said, through yeah. through social media and other avenues, this True. is now yeah. possible where it was never possible yeah. before. That's right. And you know, it, it, unless a Christian is really a believer is is really, you know, closing their eyes and putting their head in the sand, they have to see this as a step towards. Uh oh, if they can do this, yes. what else can they do? That's right. You're absolutely 24/7 instantaneous communication technology. Mm. That's only been around 10-15 years. Wow. I mean 20 years tw- just a little over 20 years have we had personal computers in our homes ubiquitously. But now even little children walk around with a cell phone that connects to the internet and we have, you know, all kind of social media and we got texting and emails and phone calls instantaneous all over the world access anything we want 24-7 continually. Never has the world ever even dreamed of such a thing. And and that's only happened in the last 10, 12 years. Carl, we are looking very much forward to speaking with you tomorrow for Yom Teruah. Uh, there's the information at the bottom of the screen where folks can uh, watch and what time. We're going to be on yomteruah2021.com and also on the michaelrood.tv app. And that's the only place we're gonna be because Carl and I are gonna be talking about some very touchy stuff that YouTube doesn't like, so we just right. we just won't broadcast it there. <laughs> <laughs> or either just cross our fingers. That's right. <laughs> Thanks again, Carl. Thanks for joining us on Shabbat Night Live. We'll see you tomorrow. If you're waiting for the right moment to change your life, you're going to be waiting until it's too late. In this month's Love Gift Teaching, Little by Little, Alan Aguirre reveals how the perfect plan of the Almighty is achieved through obedience in every moment of every day. Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. It's like it's all in there. All we have to do is is do it, submit to it and do it, and cooperate with the process. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you Little by Little with Alan Aguirre on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you Little by Little, plus a pair of ceramic Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, the perfect complement to your Torah study. Or as a special offer for a donation of $300, we'll send you Little by Little, the Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, plus this Ten Commandments monument, and this unique bookmark made of olive wood from Israel. 
Hurry, offer ends September 30th. Call the number on your screen or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. If you like what you see on Shabbat Night Live, you'll love the bonus episodes. Now available only on the michaelrood.tv app. These bonus episodes dive deep to give you more serious study, cutting edge content, and righteous raves you won't find anywhere else. It's Michael Rood Uncut. Sign up now to get the michaelrood.tv app free for 14 days. It's everything Michael Rood plus all new bonus episodes you won't find anywhere else. Sign up to watch now at michaelrood.tv. The night of the Last Supper, Yeshua took bread and he blessed the Most High. Barukata Yehovah Elohino Malakalam Hamotzi Lachem Miharetz. And he said, This represents my body, which will be broken for you. As often as you do it from now on, understand this has always represented my broken body. And often, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of what I'm about to do for you. Then he took his cup and he told his disciples after he blessed it, after he blessed the Most High, and he said, Baruch Atah Yehovah Elohino Melech HaAlam, Borei Pri Hagafen. Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth and has created the fruit of the vine. And Yeshua said, you divide my cup of among yourselves. And as he passed his cup around and they poured a bit of his into their cups, it got back to him empty and he said, I will not drink a drop of the fruit of the vine till I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. But as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Not only that I will pay for the broken covenant, that I will pay for the transgression, that I will renew the covenant in my blood but also remember that I am waiting for you at the marriage supper of the Lamb, and that is when I will drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Until then, Shabbat Shalom. Well, of course, our celebration of Yom Teruah starts tomorrow. And of course, what would Yom Teruah be without trumpets? I mean, that's what the day means. It's the day of trumpets, the day of shouting. Yes. And we need to have a biblical basis, a biblical understanding of why we do this. So we brought on Keith Johnson, Nehemia Gordon. Welcome, guys. So you are doing an amazing teaching tomorrow. This is why we have all these shofars up front yeah. here. I mean, there's different types of shofars, first of all. So we have uh, the ram's horn. A small one and a large one here, right? It comes from an animal like this. Okay, yes, a ram. ram, all right, very much. Use little models. I got little models here. Not that particular ram, but <laughs> no, a bigger not ram. This particular ram, and it's actually much larger than this, but <laughs> this type, we'll talk about this in more detail. But okay. Like, for example, one of the very famous types of shofar comes from an animal like this, a kudu, mm. which uh, still lives in uh, southern Africa and mm. also is native to uh, East Africa and, and, and the Arabian area. Okay. And so in ancient Israel and even up to modern times, there are Jews who use a shofar like that, like this, and different types of shofar. I wondered about that because we, we always hear the, well, read about the ram's horn in the Bible. Mm -hmm. I didn't know when the uh, Yemenite, or pardon me, Yemenite shofar. It's usually referred to as a Yemenite shofar because it was very common in among the Jews of Yemen. Ah, but okay. in, in the Tanakh itself, it has two terms. We'll, we'll talk about this in the teaching. I'm really excited about it tomorrow. Yeah. But there's a general term shofar, which could be any horn of mm -hmm. virtually any animal except for a cow um, or a bull. And then there is yovel, the word jubilee, and mm. jubilee is, spe is specific to wild animals. So the horn from this animal will be a jubilee, from this will be a jubilee, that one over there, and this here, from, uh, which comes from one of these guys or something like this. It's, a, it's an ibex or something, right? No, this one's no? the ibex, ah, there. and this one is this little guy here, and this one is the oryx. I don't have an ibex oryx. horn, okay. but I do have an oryx, <laughs> and uh, these are animals that are native to Israel, although most of them today come from southern Africa. Mm. Um, so, but, you know... Any of these would be uh, used for for shofars for thousands of years. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now the the day of trumpets, Yom Teruah, mm -hmm. of all the feasts, I mean, I think personally it was a it's the least explained, I think, mm -hmm. in, the, in the Bible. So what do we do with this day? Mm -hmm. Why are we doing it? What are mm -hmm. we commemorating? And, mm -hmm. and of course, everybody has their, their explanation of it. But I wonder if we could just get into a little bit of a biblical explanation mm -hmm. uh, of 
or a basis for it, rather, to, to get into what you're going to explain tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I, yeah. I do want to say, uh, Scott, and this is really exciting, because one of the things that Hemi and I decided to do is we wanted to have a biblical base, of course, for Yom Teruah. That's what mm. we did. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he's got his little models, and we've got our shofars. But there's something that's even under it that's even, I think, uh, really specific to what we're doing here. There's a prophetic call. Mm. with the shofar. The yes. sound of it does things, the call, the act mm. of the shofar, yes. and we're gonna get a chance tomorrow. People can't miss this, I'm telling mm. you. I mean, I'm kind of excited about this. <laughs> you should know something, Scott. This guy almost didn't make his flight. It was. I was going to do the whole teaching. Really? The flight was canceled. No, no, no. The flight was canceled. It was, canceled. It was literally canceled. Literally canceled. Was thunder and, and lightning. Thunder, the sound and, of the shofar. And, and they canceled all these flights out of yes. DFW yes. where I was coming from. So I went online and I got a ticket out of Love Field. <laughs> and guess what he said? Even if he wouldn't have got a flight, he was going to drive. He's that excited about this teaching. <laughs> I'm excited about this teaching. We can talk about this. I want to ask one question real quick. Yeah. Joshua, famous story. Everybody knows about the story of Joshua, mm. right? And what does it say? Tumbling down. Chapter 6, mm -hmm. verse 5, it says yeah. this. And it shall be that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the mm. wall of the city will fall down, Flat and the people will go up every man straight ahead. Nehemiah, is it possible? Yeah. Is it possible that that shout would have been a specific shout? Was it just, yeah, or was it maybe something else? So here's what we have, and we'll get into this tomorrow in the teaching. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. But you have this word, this phrase that appears in Leviticus when it talks about Yom Teruah. Mm -hmm. It's actually called Zichron Teruah. Mm -hmm. And that word Zichron can refer to proclaiming the name Yehovah. Mm. So ah. Teruah is literally a shout, mm -hmm. and it could be shouting out the name that it would be Zichron Truah, would be something like this, Yehovah! <laughs> and then when they heard the sound of the shofar, they would hear that Yehovah. They would hear, and, and where do we see that? We see that at Mount Sinai. Amen. When the people are at Mount Sinai, it says, and the sound of the shofar grew long. And the next words we hear almost immediately after that is, Anochi. Yehovah Elohechem, mm. I am Yehovah your God. They hear the name Yehovah proclaimed mm. from Mount Sinai along with that, Yehovah. You know, and we have a modern uh, interpretation of that. Well, not interpretation, but almost a happenstance of that uh, that's been happening recently that's all over YouTube. We were talking about it before the cameras came yeah. out, oh. right? This, this sound of the shofar that's <laughs> in the uh. sky. <laughs> you know, and people are like, wow. what, what is like, what this? Is that? Is it, could this be Yehovah saying, Knock, knock, it's me, yeah. hello, I'm coming. It certainly, Get certainly, ready. certainly makes you, you yeah. thought about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so here's, if, if the, I don't know what's happening with coming out of the, sound, the sky, I never heard about that, but Isaiah 27, 13, and in that day a great shofar shall mm. be sounded, mm. and the strays who are in the land of Assyria and the expelled in the land of Egypt shall come and worship Yehovah Amen. on the holy mountain in Jerusalem. It's talking mm. about the dispersed of Israel, the, yes. the exiles who've been scattered throughout the world. Maybe they don't even know who they are, but they hear a great shofar. And that stirs their hearts. Mm. And they come from the four corners of the earth. Mm. And, and in a way, when we hear, when we blow the shofar, when we shout the name of Jehovah, we're rehearsing for that day. Mm. That day when we all hear that sound around the world, and there's no yes. ambiguity, no question. Yes. We just hear the sound coming from heaven, mm. and it stirs our heart mm. to return to the creator of the universe. And Indeed, it, 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 it says there, it says that they will hear the sound. One of the things we're talking about is trumpets. And mm. they will do what? Go to where? to bow down on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. And when's that gonna be? Maybe that's the <laughs> time of tribulation, the time of trouble, brother. We got all three T covered right here. Well, we'll be talking tomorrow. Yeah, You'll I mean, be speaking be... to Rabbi Yehuda Glick about the oh, Temple Mount. Yep. I'll oh. be speaking to Frankie Snyder, who worked for 14 years as oh. in archeology, span yes. sharing things in the Temple Mount that I've never even heard. Mm -hmm. This is gonna be an exciting teaching. Yeah, I and can't, thank I can't you, wait and for thank this. you to Michael. Michael, you are the mm. first person I ever got a chance to, to, to actually do Yom Teruah with in the group, mm -hmm. the Open Door series. Thank yeah. you to Michael and Lil Root Awakening. We are excited about tomorrow. Indeed, yeah. we're going to be playing one of Michael's classic teachings of Yom Teruah. Oh, oh wow. excellent. Yeah, excellent. and I believe you guys are even in that one. Whoa. So, yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm excited. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Twofer. For, yeah. Thank you, Michael, for having us on. We, could, we wouldn't be here without him, yes. his involvement. Here. Yes, and Michael's still healing up, so we still want to pray for him. And a Yom mm. Teruah is tomorrow with, with these guys and us and a whole bunch of wonderful guests. So again, uh, tune in tomorrow for Yom Teruah starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. We will be here. All of us will be here. All these wonderful teachings. Don't miss it. Go to yomteruah2021.com and make sure you sign up. It is free. See you then.
My name's Keith Johnson, and I got to tell you guys something. Uh, in 2014, I met a man that the Israeli police called the most dangerous man in the Middle East. That man happens to be Yehuda Glick. And when I met Yehuda Glick, I realized that this man is a man that is, is, is walking in prophecy. He's, he's speaking things that are prophetic. And I thought to myself, I've got to be connected to this man and help him do whatever he's called to do. Can we now bring on this guy, Yehuda Glick? Uh, Yehuda, I am excited to have you here. We're about to do something tomorrow. We're going to spend an entire hour with you and a special guest. But we've got about five or so minutes. Can we talk just for a second? Why did they call you the most dangerous man in the Middle East? Can you tell folks what that was about? <laughs> yeah, well, majorly, uh, policemen like things quiet. They want whatever happened today should happen tomorrow. No changes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, as a man was a faithful man. I believe that God created the world and he appointed us mm. to make sure to upgrade this world and not to tolerate things that are that are going against God, not to tolerate a situation that's going against God. And we were at the time very active in making a change in the world at the Temple Mount, which, which was in the hands of cruel terrorists who were radical Muslim people who were calling for turning the temple into a place of harassment and incitement, and every Jew or any believer who was not Muslim who went up to Temple Mount mm. was a victim of harassment and incitement and terror and calls calling for, for, for murder. And we had to put our foot down there. And whether the police liked it or not, whether the Arabs liked it or not, we had to say enough is enough. Mm. This is the house of God. And we have to make sure it's what it, it serves what God wants it to serve. Amen. And Yehuda, we did something uh, at Shavuot. I remember in 2014, you invited me after we spent some time together uh, earlier in the year. You had the emergency Liba meeting. You invited me to speak there. We got a chance to do some things together. You, had, you brought me to a place. I think we should tell this story. How you brought me to the place, Givat Tanakh. Do you remember that? You put me on your scooter, brought me over there to explain to me about what was happening. Can you, can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you, can you, um, can you just, just for one second, um, can you just go to that moment, uh, Yehuda, when you realized that you had the attention of the Israeli police, you had the attention of the people that were being uh, negative, you had the attention of uh, Jewish, Gentile, and, and, and everywhere else. What was that like for you when you just saw all of that attention? How did that, how did that affect you personally? Well, again, we have, a person has to be very careful not to take anything personal for himself. Mm. But I think that when God sends you on a mission, mm. You can't get away from it, mm. and you have to bring it about and change this world mm. into what it's supposed to be. Mm. And I think that when I see the changes that are happening, mm. when I see a place that just a few years ago was a place of, of hatred, mm. now is a place of peace and quiet, mm. and, and I see a place where very few people went up to visit, now hundreds and thousands of people are, have access to, it fills my heart with a lot of joy. Mm. And it reminds me, Special now we're, we're marking Yom Zikaron Trua, yeah. the day of Yom Trua, the day that we announce God's kingdom of the world. Amen. That every single person in this world, every single person in the world should recognize his kingdom at the place he chose mm. for his throne, mm. for his castle, the, the Mount, the Temple Mount, which is a house of prayer for all nations. Mm -hmm. And according to our uh, tradition, it's the day of the creation of the world, mm -hmm. the day that all humanity recognizes God. And that's where God, that's the mission God put put, put upon us. Amen. But Keith, I think we'll be talking a little bit about some other things, which is also part of rebuilding. It's part of rebuilding a house, not only a house of God, but also a house of God. Mm -hmm. Because every single one of us mm -hmm. who establishes a family wants God's name to shrine in that family. Amen. But God tells us that there are those that are, we are now talking about the day of Memorial Day of Truah, that the, the shofar is to remind us things that we forgot. Mm. One of the things the Bible tells us that we have to stand in front of God and, and testify that we did not forget our families who have gone through a loss of a shield, yes. loss of one of the parents, mm. loss of a spouse, yes. families that have lost a parent, a father or a mother. God mm. says, these are my children. Mm -hmm. I am the father of the orphan, the mother, the, the protector mm. of the widows and widowers. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's our obligation. Mm -hmm. If we want to rebuild the house of the Lord, we have to begin with rebuilding every single house, which can be a house of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud yes. and very privileged to have married 
with Adas. We'll be speaking to her. She's a visionary. Mm. She's one of Israel's great scholars, understanding deeply what God wants us. Amen. And that is the organization that she personally established. Mm-hmm. And she's till this very day the CEO of Amitzim, yes. which is an acronym of Young Widows and Orphans. Mm. And it means the courageous. When God mm-hmm. says to, uh, to Joshua, be strong, chazak ve'ematz, and be courageous. Amitzim. <laughs> yes. We are here. Amen. I think we're going to talk about and we're going to have the privilege of speaking to Adat yes. to remind the world mm. that what she is doing, mm-hmm. and I want to take the advantage of this of this conversation to yes. call upon all those who are watching us, be part in making a change in this world Amen. of strengthening the concept of family through the orphan and the widow, as God told us to do. Amen. And on this young trua, wake up, be part of making a change in Israel, mm. and as God says to Abraham, you will be a blessing to the families of the earth. <laughs> now, the families of the earth. Amen. So we got about a minute left. I want to tell you all, folks, if you are not going to preparing for tomorrow, you miss it. You've got to come tomorrow for the Yom Teru event, a Root Awakening International. I'm telling you, the guests that are going to be here are amazing. The two that I've invited, Yehuda and his wife Hadas, are doing an amazing work with uh, both what he's done with the Temple Mount and Amit Sin with the widow and the orphan. For those people that are trying to be biblical, this is your opportunity. You look for a way to, to, to be a part of with the widows and orphans, when I first met Hadas, it was easy for me to put action behind my conviction. Now, Yehuda, let's invite people tomorrow for Yom Teruah. Do you have a, a, a shofar there anywhere? I have one from the IDF, yeah. the Israel Defense Force. Do you have one there? Let's do something. There's a picture I want to show folks. Here's a picture of us. Hold on. Picture of us on the southern side of the Temple Mount blowing a shofar. But now let's do it together. Shalom, this is Nehemiah Gordon, and I am here today with Frankie Snyder, who I call the Temple Mount Puzzle Master. She's an expert in the archaeology of the Temple Mount. She's actually an expert on ancient floors, but she's done so much more. Tomorrow, she's going to share with us some incredible finds, some incredible, incredible archaeological remains that can be found in the Temple Mount. I actually didn't even realize this. There are remains of the Temple Mount, not only from the Second Temple, but from the first temple itself. And Frankie's gonna share that with us. Shalom, Frankie, it's so great to have you here. And I'm so excited about what we're gonna see tomorrow. Thank you for inviting me. This will really be fun, explaining this to everyone to enlighten them that Mm. there still remains right there in Jerusalem that you can see today of not only the second temple, but also the first temple. But you have to know where to look. And Frankie, you worked for 14 years in archeology. span sifting through the remains from the Temple Mount and from other sites, reconstructing ancient floors uh, is one of your, your, your key things. Actually going around the Temple Mount, you shared some incredible, can you just tell us the story about what happened to you when you were searching on the Temple Mount, examining and photographing different archeological remains, and you were approached by some folks from the, the Muslim authorities, what did they say to you? These are so gentlemen from the walk, the Muslim Authority. The first thing he said to me, because I was looking, I was in a different place than most of the tourists go. I was looking at all kind of architecture elements that were sitting in these very haphazard piles. And he said to me, are you part of the Antiquities Authority? No, you're from the walk. No, sorry. I missed that. He's here from Mossad. Mossad is the uh, it's like the CIA of of um, of Israel, and so he was asking me if I was actually part of of Mossad. Can, can I tell you what I really love about what you're going to share with us? You know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I, I want to do research. I want to study what's on the Temple Mount." And and look, it's all they have available to them is they'll go on Wikipedia and they'll look stuff up. You've actually been up on the Temple Mount. You've examined some things that you're even getting in trouble with the authorities for looking at and photographing, being accused of being a Mossad agent, and you've spent years sifting through these remains, literally sifting through the remains, looking to see what there is, and getting a perspective that uh, even a lot of archaeologists don't have an opportunity to see. Um, And then you also come at this with the unique perspective of a mathematician where you're taking geometric shapes and you're reconstructing things in a way that you've been contacted for help by the Israel Museum, 
by different archaeological sites. I mean, you're really going to share a unique perspective here that, guys, I don't think you realize what a rare opportunity it is to have somebody like this to come on a program on uh, and, and share this type of thing. I mean, it's, it's just really incredible. I am so excited about this. I mean, honestly, the thing that makes me most excited is we're going to look tomorrow. You shared this with me already. There's going to be a photo that we can show people where in the single in, th in the single image, you can see remains from the Temple of Solomon and the temple built in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah. And to me, that, that just blew my mind. I have to say I got the chills when I saw that because I was told, um, look, when I was a really little kid, I was told, I went to the Western Wall for the first time, I was 10 years old, and I was told this is a remain of Solomon's temple. And then I went to Hebrew University and I was told there's not a single remain in the Western Wall from the time of Solomon's temple, which is true but you're gonna show us something not from the Western Wall, but from the Eastern Wall. That is the so Eastern exciting. Wall, but also from the original Western Wall, which is not where the Western wow. Wall is today. We'll talk about that too, about how the, uh, how the Temple Mount got expanded in King Herod's mm. time and doubled in size. And so we'll be looking at things from the Second Temple, but also from the First Temple. Wait, stop. You're telling me there's things from the First Temple not on the outer wall and the eastern wall and the western wall, but are on the Temple Mount itself? Yes, if you know where to look and how to identify it, you will realize that you can actually walk on the original wall that, walked, that went around the Temple Mount. So you can walk on that wall, you, yes. you can see it, you can even touch an original stone laid in the time of King Solomon. I'm sure Solomon didn't lay it himself, but somebody who worked for him did it. I mean, this is incredible. This, this is, to me, this is powerful stuff. You know, we read in Psalms about how if Solomon uh, didn't labor, we, the temple wouldn't have been built. And here we can actually see the, the well, if God didn't help him, the temple wouldn't have been built. And in the Psalms, here we can see one of those stones that was actually more than one stone. We're going to see it's a whole wall. A whole, a whole wall, wall. And then there's going to be more on, on the eastern side. So we're actually seeing the far west and the far east, the far east. actual remains. We're going to see, and we, you know, this is this is really cool stuff. We're going to see remains of the mikvahs that were there. We're going to see, um, we're going to talk about those remains and see where they yeah. were. This is a mikvah that maybe Jesus himself, as he was going up to the Temple Mount when he was 12 years old, maybe he immersed in one of those mikvahs. We don't know, right? We we have and maybe the floors that you have reconstructed. He might have walked on those floors. I mean, this is exciting stuff. To me, what's exciting here is that. This isn't just some theoretical, hypothetical thing where we say, yes, the first and second temple were there, but you can show us actual remains, the actual stones from the temples. Wow, this is huge stuff. Uh, I'm really excited about what we're gonna be doing tomorrow. Uh, tell us a little bit, just in, in, we got 60 seconds left. Tell us what the most exciting thing from your, your research is. What's the most exciting thing you've done? I think the most exciting for, thing for me is being able literally to touch holiness, to touch part of those. <laughs> it's to touch part of those holy buildings. Drop the mic. <laughs> touch the holy building. And, 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 and it's not just to touch them because, you know, you go to a lot of sites and they'll say, this is the place where such and such happens. You've studied archaeology, worked in the field of archaeology for 14 years, and you can say with your expertise these are the spots, these are the very stones, the these very are the steps. Stones. These are the stones where our ancestors 2,000 years ago would go up onto the Temple Mount during the, um, during the religious festivals for the Jewish people, for the Christians. As these are the stones that Jesus and his disciples walked on. These are the walls they touched. These are the doorways they went through when they were there 2,000 years ago. Those Guys, spots are still there. Wow. It's you touch holiness. Guys, don't miss it tomorrow. We're going to be talking about this in much more detail. Join us. If you're waiting for the right moment to change your life, you're going to be waiting until it's too late. In this month's Love Gift Teaching, Little by Little, Alan Aguirre reveals how the perfect plan of the Almighty is achieved through obedience in every moment of every day. Transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. It's like it's all in there. All we have to do is, is do it. Submit to it and do it and cooperate with the process. Right. Donate a $50 love gift and we'll send you Little by Little with Alan Aguirre on DVD or Blu-ray. Or for a donation of $100, we'll send you Little by Little. 
plus a pair of ceramic Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, the perfect complement to your Torah study. Or as a special offer for a donation of $300, we'll send you, little by little, the Shabbat Shalom coffee mugs, plus this Ten Commandments monument, and this unique bookmark made of olive wood from Israel. Hurry, offer ends September 30th. Call the number on your screen or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Welcome back to Shabbat Night Live, ladies and gentlemen. This whole weekend is going to be a spectacular Beyond Words with Yom Truah 2021, the temple, the trumpets, and the end time tribulation. We have so many people, Scott, that's gonna be here, and it's gonna be fantastic. And one of the things that you're gonna see also is a, a round table with Scott, myself, Nehemia, and Keith talking about Yom Truah and giving a real life perspective on what Yom Truah is all about. You're not gonna wanna miss that, but Scott, there's so many others. Tell us about what we have coming up for tomorrow. Well, first of all, you can't watch anybody if you don't sign up. You've gotta right. sign up for this thing. It's not just gonna be playing here. You have to go to yomteruah2021.com and register. Yes. That is how we give you the code to get to the watching page. So if you don't register, you won't know where to see it. So you go to yomteruah2021, uh, dot com, register, simple as that. You can watch it there. You can also watch on the michaelrood.tv app. That's right. Uh, everything will also be there afterwards if you need a, a replay. But mm -hmm. uh, So that is where you can watch it. And it all starts tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Joel Richardson is first out of the gate, followed by 11 a.m. is Pastor Carl Gallops. Then we've got 1 p.m. with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson. 2 p.m., Keith and Yehuda and Hadas Glick. 3 p.m. is with Nehemia and Frankie Snyder. Right. 4 p.m. is the round table that you just spoke of. Uh, and then 7 o'clock, the best of teaching with Michael Rood about Yom Teruah. And also don't forget about the bonus on the app as well. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not gonna to wanna to miss a single moment of tomorrow. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. Once again, Scott, where do they need to go to register to get in? It's free, by the way. It's totally free, so you can come on and watch where to register, Scott. Right, so go to yomturo2021.com. As Ted said, it's free, there's no cost. We just need to know where to send the watch page link so you yes. can get to watch the page. So it's right. yomturo2021.com. Simple as that, fill out a form, you're good to go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us on Shabbat Night Live tonight. Tomorrow, we'll have, starting at 10 o'clock, we'll have Joel Richardson. You're not gonna wanna miss this, not even a second or a moment of this. So be with us. Yom Truah 2021 tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom. Take care. We'll see you then.